Welcome to Business and Esports, where we bring the business side of esports to you. I am your host, Jordan Olivas, and I am pleased to announce we have a total of seven franchises for the Call of Duty Esports League. Just announced, Los Angeles and Minnesota are both bringing teams over. Pretty exciting, and of course, Immortals has to have their hand in it, so LA will be under the wing of the Immortals Gaming Club, and as always, you know, they own Optic and uh, Valiant and several other brands, so of course, they're going to be there. Minnesota uh, will be interesting to see. They are going to be the seventh team uh, with Activision coming in and basically expanding their reach, which is awesome. I mean, this is what we've been looking to see for years and years and years. And finally, we're starting to see real teams form under real leagues, professional leagues, with financial backing, with everything that we could ever want. And the best part of it is, is that they now say teams have to play in their home cities starting next year. This is the formation of a real sport. This is no longer a random group of people getting together to play video games for some money. This is what we have all been waiting for. Now, what does this mean for the rest of the industry? I think this is going to bring, obviously, more teams to the large cities. We've got seven right now. It's not unrealistic that we could easily get 20, get 20 or even 40 total teams just for this. Now, what it does make you wonder, is there going to be a different league for each type of game? So Call of Duty, League of Legends. My guess is yes, just like how the NFL and the NHL are also separate. But the question comes down to, well, how long will these leagues stay around? When Overwatch loses its, its ability to gain customers, are they going to shut it off? Or is it going to be owned underneath an Activision or EA Games or whoever really owns the game? It doesn't really matter. If one of their games goes down the tube, what's going to happen next? I really don't know, and I think that's a really unique thing to be involved in. Unlike the NFL, where... Things have been around for many, many years. Games come and go. New graphics come out. New gameplay styles come out. So it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. One of the things that I am looking for right now, for any of you out there listening, I am looking to speak with someone who is involved with one of these franchise teams. I think it would be a great interview. And to be honest, I want to know more about what they're doing, if they're structuring it more like a traditional sports team, or are they going out there and making something completely new. Throughout the next couple months, we, as I've always said, you're going to start to see more and more change. This is one industry that does not sit still. And what does this mean for you? As always, as a small business owner, what can you do? <clears throat> well, to start, they're going to need arenas. They're going to need managers. They are going to need nutritionists. Just how most traditional sports athletes do. Now, don't get me wrong. The type of physical training that an esports player goes under is probably far less strenuous than a professional traditional sports player However, at the same time, they are required. And I think there's a great opportunity there in nutrition. I've seen quite a few type of energy drinks and supplement programs come out around esports, and no one's really quite hit the mark on that yet. So I think there's a lot of opportunity because I don't really necessarily think that it's a product issue. The products are very similar to what you see for any traditional sports as you would see for Gatorade, things along those lines. I think it's been a marketplace concern. I don't think there's enough professional sports teams or high school teams to really have, you know, a large enough market. 
But at the same time, first entry mover. If you get in there now, you can establish yourself. And when the industry continues to grow, which it will, you're going to be there at the forefront. Maybe also talk about training regimens. Maybe you can come up with an app that helps esports gamers stay in shape. That ties into all the major games. Says, okay, well, you've played five matches so far. You need to go up and go run a mile or something like that. Get your heart rate up to a certain level for a certain amount of time. I think that would be a really interesting opportunity to see. As we start to go out into the field and as I start to talk to more people, as some of you know, the last episode was an interview with Cage Academy. One of the things that was really interesting was hearing about all of the ancillary services that are going to be needed for this. He mentioned psychologists, which is something I never really thought about, but it makes a lot of sense. So my question to you is, is what are your skill sets? How do you want to get involved? There's always room for more. And I believe that we're going to start to see more formations around recruiting. I think recruiting is also a big piece. And not just recruiting for players, but recruiting for people who have skill sets around the esports area. So as I mentioned before, nutritionist, psychologist, things along those lines, right? Essentially a people manager, an HR manager that can go out there, that can recruit, that can manage people and that can get the right type of skill sets into these professional teams and professional organizations. Well, once again, please be sure to subscribe to us from wherever you get your podcasts. This is Jordan, signing off.